The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Monday, welcome to Hanging with the Peeps. <laughs> we have a limited crew today. It's me, Shannon Gross, Heckma Harrison here, and Aisha. How do you pronounce your last name? Morrison. Morrison. Mm-hmm. Aisha Morrison. We are Patrick Nosey Walker less today. He had some stuff to take care of, but we'll be with you the next 45 minutes. And you are looking live at Toasty, a wet Tostitos Championship Plaza outside Fort Center at the Star in Frisco, where it's 75 degrees. It feels it feels like 75. The high today will be 77. The low tonight will be 70. Thought the cool weather was back, but it ain't. Guess not. It's, it ain't. It's temperate outside right now. Yeah, it's fine. It's just not cool. It's fine. It's fine. It's just not cool. So what did we do with our bye weeks? Mm. Heck, what did you do? Oh, man. Kids, you know. Got more yeah. kids than the man that lived in a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> so I, was a grocery bill. With they grocery bills up there. Um, man, just... You know what? I did some chilling out. I you know, obviously called some games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, man, it was cool to be, like, stress-free. Yeah. Did you feel that? Yeah. Damn, no, because like, the Rangers played last night, so I was not I, stress-free. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to even pretend to be. And the bit. Eagles won, so I was not stress-free. It, yeah, but but you know a lot of so. people a lot of people will pretend to be bandwagon fans, and that is something I will not mm-hmm. claim to do. Um, but I felt the 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 anxiety mm. uh, and the the depression from fr- <laughs> was it Friday? Yeah, Friday seemed. I was like, what? Why am I feeling so good in this? Everybody seems to be feeling so bad right now. And then I realized what happened. And then. Obviously, yesterday everybody's back. Everybody's back yeah. to life. But yeah, man, it was for me. It was a stress-free weekend. I so was, I love that. I it was Saturday, actually. Was it Saturday? Was yeah. Saturday? Yeah. I they had back-to-back games. It was back-to-back games. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing about baseball that I think is also really cool is that it happens like so the game fast. is the next day. Like yeah. you can redeem yourself, fix whatever the next day, or you can just not. Or you can be bad for six months. Or you can be bad. No, yeah, I I felt that too. Like because I feel like on the timeline, everybody's talking about Rangers baseball, and I'm not really a baseball Uh person, but I'm learning, and I've been listening to what's going on. So they do they play tonight. They played tonight. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. oh it's, it's big time tonight. It it's game me, seven. Yeah. It gives me anxiety because of just the fact that we haven't had, you know, uh, no offense, y'all. But yeah, we haven't well, had. They're very similar to the Rangers. Yeah. They've, they've been so close. Mm-hmm. Rangers have been closer than the Cowboys, but they've been close, but they've never won it. And they've been one out away uh. one year. The Rangers never won a no. championship. Okay, I just I, yeah. they were no. one hour away from the World Series well, from, to from win winning, the World Series, winning the whole thing. Oh, good. They were up what two? Was it two games, Chris, or three? Uh, they were up a game. They just had a win game. in uh, in uh, St. Louis, mm. and the guy dropped the ball yeah, out in right field. Dropped the ball right field, and then they they didn't win the bases, it, so. and then they got drilled the next. Day. And it's and it's who they're playing too, because for people that oh don't, that's that's yeah that's that, half of it that yeah. don't live around here, Houston and Dallas do not get along. Yes, like da- Houston, 
Dallas looks at Houston as its little brother or sister. Oh, ooh, and Houston words. thinks fight Houston's words. better than Dallas. And there's you say it the other way around if you were in Houston, though, being from Monroe. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I, I think the people in Houston are probably a lot more like people from Monroe, Monroe? than Dallas. Of Dallas course. is uppity and they're, you know, they're... You know, it's that Louisiana, it's that Louisiana connection yeah, down in Houston. Yeah. So there's a lot, of, a lot of South Louisiana people moving yeah, to Houston yeah. for careers and stuff. So mm-hmm. there's that aspect. And then, unless you were an Astros fan, you hate the Astros. No one in the country likes the Astros because of the whole cheating, cheating scandal. scandal. Yeah. Oh, I remember that, and I don't even, I ain't even into baseball. And then, yeah, and then when you look at Jose Altuve, he's one of I think two guys that was still there, and the him and Bregman were two of the guys that were there during all the cheating stuff. Like you look at Altuve and he's five five, literally, and he owns the Rangers. And he does. You just want to. Punch I do him. know that. You just want to punch him when you look at him on TV. It's like I cannot stand that guy. <laughs> and he keeps delivering. And he keeps. He's a dude. Burning. Did he cancel Christmas on? It was Friday. It wasn't. It the, was Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Altuve. Yeah, he canceled Christmas. Yeah. On he he is he is the Rangers Deshaun. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jackson. Yes. Yeah. And, and it was Santana Moss. Too. Santana Moss used to just like the yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Two guys. Whenever show up anywhere, else, play the Cowboys. He's he's. Going I am for so a happy that Deshaun Jackson game, and then he got the two in the end zone for 14-13. They lost. Yeah. Awful. Yep. Yep. So bad memories. So yeah. anyway, Altuve. Yeah. Chill weekend. Him. Chill weekend. Like you said, yesterday was just real. I, I had a moment where I was like, man. There's just nothing at stake here for me. This is great. Like, I yeah. didn't have to – I didn't feel stressed at all watching football yesterday. That was nice. Yeah. That was nice. I yeah. just enjoyed football. Good. So it, I was a Dolphins fan yesterday for me about too. two and a half hours, I and wanted, then I jumped off that train. I, I was to like, see him 50 on them, and it mm-hmm. didn't happen. So what do you think about the Eagles? Because I thought – Well, the officials were the Eagles fans yesterday. Yo. Stop. But you can't – listen, I'm never going to blame <laughs> a game. Go never going to blame a game on the officials except the Raiders game against Chris. the Cowboys. Two, was that two years ago? That was the most ridiculous called game I've ever seen. I mean, like, come on, Shannon. See, but it that's ten. Oh, I feel very seriously about this as someone that considers myself an up and coming analyst. I think it's well, very. Say that then. I think it's hypocritical for us to say when people are like, "Well, the officials shouldn't. They shouldn't." be someone or a part of the game that you're relying on or whatever the case may be, but they are a part of the game. They are a part of the game. They're in the rules. They're there. They're present. And their decisions and stuff that they do, it plays a huge role in, again, analysis because mo- it's momentum changing sometimes. Mm-hmm. It changes It changes the game. And if it has anything that has influence on the game, I have to analyze. So I hate when, when it's just one of those things where it's like, well, just throw the officials out there. No, you can't. I need to consider how their decisions and their calls change this game or or how they just impacted the game. So for me, I'm like, I ain't never seen nothing like that before. And I do understand that they did have some um, some rules like cancel out. What was it like? Uh, offsetting yeah, penalties. offsetting penalties mm-hmm. rather. I understand that, but I'll just like very rarely do you see a team in the NFL this at this point in time have no penalties or no infractions. So I'm not gonna sit up here and act like you know I wasn't questioning what was going on. But Philly. They did what they needed to win the game. I, they're weird to me. I will say this year, they're less of this dominant force that you saw because I do think that offensive line is not as dominant as it's, as it's been before, but they're finding ways to win. Mm. They're finding ways to win games to where you be like, how the hell did they win that game? They yeah. look terrible that game, too, and especially losing a turnover battle. That yeah. typically means you lose, but they're figuring out ways to win games right now with new coordinators and stuff, and I don't like <laughs> it. I don't like it, mm. but they're figuring it out. 
What do you think about him? Yeah, look, I'm I'm not an Eagles fan at all, and every chance I get to bash him, I do. <laughs> um, and, and I won't waste this opportunity. Let's go. Look, I think Josh Mc, uh, Mc, not McDaniel's uh, McDaniel's the the coach for the Dolphins. the for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. He did a horrible job. I, I I thought that he there was there were moments that he outthought the process of just doing what you do naturally. Um, their offense, I think, runs a lot on is predicated on their running game and also they want to get the ball out to Tariq to, to, to Hill. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot of that, the offense that I'd seen prior to the Eagles game, they kind of scrapped it. Um, defensively, look, they left some things to be desired on the defensive end. Um, and, and, and I think the, the, the Eagles sometimes they outplay they outplayed them, especially with their matchup on AB on the outside. It mm-hmm. just it didn't make sense the way they played number 11. Um but look, the Eagles, as much as they are inflated, I see them as a, one of the top teams in the NFC. I want to give them the credit that they are due. But I also believe that if you look at it from a from their quarterback, from Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. you see he's susceptible. He's making those mistakes. He's throwing mm-hmm. interceptions. He's you know not be, making great decisions with the ball. So look, it's just right on time for me. I can't wait for our matchup <laughs> with them into it. Huh? It was to be expected a bit, though, for me, him coming into this year, um, just because of the, the collarbone injury last year. I think that was a, a wake-up moment a little bit for him. And I do think that a lot of mobile quarterbacks that come into the league, Bucky Brooks said this to me at the Combine. He said that every quarterback that is an athlete, they have to make the decision to be a quarterback that's an athlete and not an athlete that's a quarterback. And with Jalen, I figured he was taking that next step this year, especially with the injury. I think Dak did that in 2019 where he took the next step and he became more of a passer. And he did throw next to last year. That was the year he was highest in picks before last year. And I think that the reason that's been is because, yeah, they have to become a passer. They have to become someone that's comfortable sitting in the pocket. You can't take that torture. I think that AR-15 up in uh, Indianapolis is figuring out right now that he's going to do that. <laughs> right. You know, Anthony Richardson, yeah. like, it's, it's a decision. It's difficult. But Lamar Jackson did. He started it last year, one of the highest years of picks for him. He's it's a transition when you say take that they got to the do it. The next step, what is that? The mean? next step for me is again. Because when I hear that, I think he's going to the next level. He's becoming a good quarterback. Well, and right. you're talking about throwing picks, so I, no, 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 absolutely. When you're taking the next step, it's becoming being comfortable, being a pocket passer, being accurate, delivering the ball on time. Because when you're running, the RPO is great. It's fantastic. I think it's very, but it can't be the determining factor of your game. You physically cannot take that as a quarterback, doing that for years upon years upon years. And um, I do think it's very important for them to ease that. And I think that's kind of where we are with Dak right now, where you're like, you're a fantastic passer, but, you know, we still want you to run the ball sometimes. We still want you to have that part of your game. But it's important to me to for them to develop into a passer also, even though they come in as passers, it's just perfecting it. Okay, I think where you lost me, you said them take the next – and yeah, then you it's the next step. Then you mentioned interceptions. You meant fewer interceptions? Yeah, no, they're going to. I expect. Oh, I'm yeah, no, no. I, when, with taking the next step, I expect more interceptions. The okay, first because year. they're not using their legs. Because, yes, more, they're because they're, okay, they're, getting a feel, okay, yep. they're getting a feel for being a passer and, and being able to be accurate all the time. And I'm not saying that these guys don't have, they have that ability. Yeah. But a lot of the time when they're in college, colleges rely upon that too. They rely upon their legs a lot. Yeah. They're not going to be able to do that for the duration of their career if they want to last in this league because people are waiting to tee you up every time they get a chance. You know, like, I don't. I don't get caught in that. The 
a guy is who he is. If you come into the league as a running quarterback, if you come in and that's who you are, then that dimension of the game has to be accepted because the NFL is changing. Mm-hmm. You, the NFL is changing because of guys like Lamar Jackson. His his threat to run the ball is making offensive defensive coordinators stay up at night because when he decides to leave the pocket and run the ball, look, you're one-on-one. A safety is one-on-one with, with Lamar. Mm. I think when people talk about being on time and being a pocket passer, yes, that's a dimension of your job, but I don't want to take that away from young guys. Just yeah. Yeah, young guys like uh, Jalen Hurts. I think for Jalen Hurts, I followed his career since he was in college in Alabama. He was able to make the simple throws, the fade, go, you know, balls like that. But now, you know, in the, the NFL, everything is related to timing. Mm-hmm. When things break down, that's when you see Jalen Hurts at his best, creating, improvisational. Those things I don't think you can ever take away from him because it makes him who he is and as dangerous as, as he is as a quarterback. Interceptions are a part of the game. You Ball gets deflected, bad read, whatever. These things are going to happen. All I'm saying is for a guy like that in his development from where he was last year to where he is right now, you see him kind of – Look, he's in a tough spot right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'm interested. I'm interested to see – for the rest of the season, how he develops, or if he gets through this rough patch, or if he, you know, if he tanks, if he goes any further, I would love that. By the way, you know, I want him to throw three or four tank. more. To your, point, <laughs> to your point, he's sliding a lot more. Yeah, he's sliding a lot. He's sliding a lot more. He's not fighting for those extra yards the same way he was. Well, you I mean, can't. he's scrambling. I mean, that's my you know. point. Yeah, like yeah, is that he's? I think that he's considering the fact that he's. Um, and when you mentioned the timing and also, too, the new OC, I think that matters, too. Like, they're still trying to figure things out. And so, I mean, I think A.J. Brown is insane. He makes me sick. Yeah. Well, the thing that scares me about them is they're they're doing it ugly and they're finding That's ways what I mean. to win yeah, yeah. as to where we're so used around here to finding ways to lose, <laughs> right? Yeah. And Don't it's, say it, that. But yeah. No, you've have, I've been here 19 years. I'm allowed I to say I forgot you've been here long. Yes, so I can say it because <laughs> I've lived it, right? But it's it's frustrating. You know, even when we had – when Romo was here, it right. was – you always seem to find a way to lose a, a, a close game or a big game. Right. Now, they won some close ones. I'm not saying every time, but it's just mm-hmm. that's what scares me about Phillies. It's not all clicking at the same time. But you, you know what they do have? A hell of a running game and a hell of a defensive they front. They do. And that travels, and that that's, that helps you in playoff football. So mm-hmm. it's going to be – where do you think they are right now? I, I would put – I would probably put 49ers at one. I would probably put Kansas City in – Miami is probably a toss-up at two, and then probably Philly. I think any one of those other three teams could be interchangeable, two, three, and four. You know, I, I'm not going to even front, man. I, I think right now the Eagles are the top dog, yeah. and the reason, I, yeah, I do. Three. And the reason I put them there is that defensive front. Um, and the 49ers are just as good, mm-hmm. but when I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, what they have up front is is really scary. It's, it's scary, yeah. and um, they're going to be in a lot of games because of that defensive front. You saw the way that they wreaked havoc on the Miami Dolphins, and also another point about this is everybody's hurt right now. There's a yeah, lot of teams yeah. that are dealing with missing pieces, yeah. and it, this next man up mentality doesn't work for everybody, especially right. when we're talking about offensive linemen. And so you saw that last night for the I Miami mean. Dolphins because of that push that they were able to get up front. They were missing some really key pieces. So, look, let's see how this looks later in the season when guys are getting back healthy and teams are, are looking better. But right now, you know, Philly, is, Philly is tops. What about yeah. you? Who's your top three, three to five teams right now? Um, I mean, I agree. I, I would say Philly is is because I, I do think that they can they can last without 
if their run game isn't doing everything right right now. I do think that the San, the San, Francisco, San Francisco 49ers, their run game matters to them. Christian McCaffrey, if I'm not mistaken, makes up like 36% of their offense. So with him, I'm curious to see how he is coming back. But to your point, yeah, Philly can dominate. That's how they win a lot of games. They can dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides. And shut you ball. down. Yeah. <laughs> and again, and, and even with their offensive line, to me, not being as dominant as they were last year, they're still one of the best in the league, easy, yeah. easily. I mean, so, yeah, for me, I would say Philly, the 49ers, um, the Chiefs, they're starting to figure it out a mm-hmm. little bit, it seems like, especially offensively, they're starting to figure it out. Oh, they and got then, Taylor Swift watching them every week, Please, man. They got to show out. <laughs> I love I'm it. I'm so sick of it. I love it. You, you're sick. I, oh dude, I, asked, I love it. I, love, like, more I know eyes. Jess is listening. I'm sorry, girl. Spare us, please. <laughs> so sick of I love it. I can't take it anymore. Show as much as possible. You know the NFL is eating it up. They oh. are. <laughs> they eating are, it they up. are bending over backwards. What do y'all need? Of you course. We'll get you there every week. This like, would be a missed opportunity of your oh. marketing team if you're not taking advantage oh. of the Swifties and how many you got on the game. It's genius. But, <laughs> it is. You know. Chris, who, who's your top four or five right now? Four or five... Thanks for listening to the show. Wow. Oh, wow. You know, I was doing a little research. When's the last time the Cowboys had no penalties in the game? Never. 2005 against the Arizona Cardinals. Really? 2005? It was 34 to 13. Was it here or there? It yeah. was home. Of course. There you go. They had eight. We had zero. So there you go. Wow. No, we were just talking about our top uh, our top five teams in the NFL, how would you rank – what would your ranking be? Um, I would say San Francisco because I saw them live, mm-hmm. and they're pretty good. Yeah, they're not bad. Kansas City doesn't lose, it seems like, when they don't want to. I mean, like, they could be down 30, and it's like, all right, let's – okay, let's play. All right, go. Philly. Taylor's here. Let's put the foot on the Got to win. Know, Travis, go down the field. We'll has get it to be you. Philly right now. <laughs> um, I think Miami – is 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 still in there? Yeah, yeah for I sure. Because here's the thing about Miami. If you watch last, I mean, I was watching two games at once last night. I was watching the baseball game and the, that game, and I felt like Miami left points on uh, on the field. Oh. Yeah. Like Tyreek Ty- Tyreek Hill the ball. caught the ball, dropped it, kicked it in the end zone, and he it, he was walking into the end zone. Yes, and I that would have changed the game. As it. Um, as a former wide receiver, Chris, you know he was already doing his backflip oh, before yeah. he caught he the like, ball. He was okay, already in celebration. A, a different fin dance. Okay, you can throw it out here. We're going to do the waddle with this. I mean, we got it. That's what like, it was. Kicks it to the end zone. I mean, I swear, that's a scary game. Um, that's four? One more. That's five. Four is fine. I only did four. I think what the Ravens is doing is. Yeah. I'd probably throw yeah. Buffalo in there. I think. I think. They, I think Lamar Jackson. I mean, when you're at a, when you're playing against the Detroit Lions, and they have to switch you at halftime, because I was watching the I don't have NFL tickets. I was watching the network games, mm-hmm. and they actually switched off of Fox at halftime <laughs> to, for a more competitive. Ouch. Game. Because that game was out of control. Ouch. That's when you know. Bet you didn't see that coming. Yeah, Which, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, no, so. that surprised me because yeah. I thought Detroit has been playing really good ball. Yeah, and they just they I think came they're still good. Flat. They just had a bad week. Yeah. We've, we've had a bad week. Yeah, we those don't happen in the league from what I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I was I was told that, that that doesn't exist. You're going to throw up an egg. a stinker. Yeah, you're going to throw up an egg unless, you know, you're the Patriots that one year. And, I mean, when we, lost, when we lost to San Francisco, I went and looked to see what Kansas City's bad loss was last year. It was the same week. Actually, last year, um, Kansas City lost to Indianapolis. That's a bad loss. It was loss. bad, too. Yeah. It was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 
All right. Well, you know. Chris, let's go to break. Let's go to break. Yes, sir. Let's go to break. When we come back, we'll talk more football on Hanging with the Peeps. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection. And sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the second segment of Hanging with the Peeps, brought to you each and every day by Blockchain.com. Thank you, Blockchain.com. Also, our show, since I forgot the first segment, each and every day, is brought to you by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Wings. All right, got those out of the way. What y'all's order? What do y'all get? Ooh, mine is either the cowboy flavor the dallas cowboy flavor which is half hot and half lemon pepper and shake it together it's really good it's really solid or i get half hot or medium depends on how much i want to sweat and then half lemon pepper and fries they got the best fries they have the best fries what's your order I'm I'm a vegetarian. His order is celery sticks and carrots. I bet you never met a fat vegan before. This is this is current. You haven't always been like this, right? No. Do you eat chicken? No, I don't. No, he said he vegan. Hey, no, I don't know what all. I can't keep up. There's no, pescatarians and vegetarians. If it has a mom and dad, I don't don't want it. You don't eat it. How? I'm sorry. No, no. Oh yeah, is that how long have you been vegan? Two years. Really? You tell the difference? Oh, yeah. I, I hear it's, like, unbelievable. You oh, yeah. My doctor loves me. Up and, yeah, my doctor loves yeah. me. Do you eat, like, plant-based proteins and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I eat all the—look, the, what I'm—this year is my last year of the, the fake 
meat stuff. Yes, because so I'm like, you know, it's like fake meat burgers don't yeah. taste like burgers. They don't care what how you try and doctor it. Up. Right. Just don't. So I'm done with it. This is the last year for that. So you're gonna do? You are going to eat meat? No, 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 no. You're just going straight, straight. Not even trying to fake it. Just not even trying to fake it. Plant. Just, just plants. Chew on some grass. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Man. Good for you, dude. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Sponsored by Wingstop. Yep. <laughs> they, got, they got veggies. Veggie sticks. They do. Yeah. And and by the way, they have awesome ranch. French fries. And so yeah, we do French fries. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Can right. you even do the ranch? Is this dairy in it? I don't. I, my bad. <laughs> my bad. I was just curious. Wow. That's, that's cool, man. I don't know. Do you eat, can, you eat candy? Uh yeah. <laughs> do you have, yes, I eat candy. I don't know the rules. Yeah, that's talking to somebody that eats. It's not strict, you know. It's like I can't eat candy. Day. Yeah, man, Halloween, I'm all in. Let's go. <laughs> Double bag. Oh. All right, let's do something fun. Mm. We were going to do this. We ran out of time on, on uh, when's the last time we were together? Wednesday? Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's go through the position groups, and you guys give me a grade. We did, we, what did we do last time? I don't know, Shannon, you're the host of the show. I know, but I don't remember what we did. <laughs> we, did. we did the overall team, didn't we? Yeah, yes, yeah. we did. So let's do position groups. All right, let's run through it. All right. Offensive line, Heckma. I'm going to give this old line a C. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to C. How come? I don't see. You know, I think we haven't been able to get the running game going, and that's the biggest disappointment so far in the first quarter of this season. Mm-hmm. The running game has not been there. We've had some flashes. It's shown his head a few times, and then it's gone back in the cupboard. I think the injuries and guys not being able to have that synergy has is, is kind of made a difference. Now, I think after the bye, that's where I'm curious to see where our health is, and if we can get the running game going. That's going to be the biggest component for the rest of the season. Can we get the running game established? Right. Now, I'm going to – I'm gonna. everything he said is, is correct, but I'm going to go C-plus given the fact You're that – You're these pluses. I'm doing C-plus <laughs> because <laughs> of the fact that – She don't want her feelings. No, the C, the C was what I was going with too, but okay. I'm giving them a C-plus because of what you've said, because of the fact that they've been able to endure – some crazy injuries to start the year. We got yeah. to see some of these depth players, which I thought was important to me personally at the beginning of the year. So for me, I would give them a C plus because I think that they've they've done what they could until they got these guys together. To your point, the run game is going to be important going move, moving forward. But to this point, I think we've gotten to see a little bit of the depth, and I believe that that's going to matter later on in the season. Okay, all right, I'm with it. Let's I'm gonna save the interesting ones for for later. Safety, Heckman. Safety, I'm going to go, man, I got to go B. I got to go B in the safety room. And the reason why I'm going B in the safety room and, and instead of an A, because the safety group has done well. Mm-hmm. It's just we got victimized by the tight end in that San Francisco game, and I can't live, can't let that one go. Mm. And that's where I'm at with that. You have to be penalized. Yeah, you know, and I think, look, that game and also the Arizona Cardinals game. Right, that, right, that, right. Those two games, I thought we saw the worst from our safety group. But other than that, man, I think this is an improving group. Jerron Kurtz. He's just, he's that piece that I look at that I'm like, man, you don't know how vital you are to this season mm-hmm. because he's going to be man-to-man on a lot of tight ends uh, throughout the season. Yep. Where do you put Marquise Bell? Do you put him in the linebacker group? Or he's a linebacker. Group? He's a linebacker. You put him in the linebacker group? Yeah. Okay. Aisha. Um, I'm going to go B2. Dang it, Heckma going first. I'm going to go B2. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, saying all my, he's saying all the points, but uh, no, nah, yeah, I think the safety group, um, they're still – I think people are starting to kind of – 
figure out ways to attack your uh, big nickel. I think they came out well this past week, last week, and they adjusted and they played fast. And then obviously Donovan Wilson coming back, getting his legs right. under him, that stuff matters too. So, yeah, I agree. I think that they've, they've played pretty well to start the season. You're going to need them a lot in run support moving forward. All right, Aisha, this one's yours first. Yes. Defensive line. Tater tots. Um, I will give them a B. <laughs> I'll give them a B. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, what? I will give the defensive line. Actually, you know what, dude? I might give them. I think I'm going to give them an A. All right, let's go. Considering. I'll considering. Give them an a. Yeah, absolutely. I think this defensive line. The times that they've had to stop the run and be yeah. stout, they've done that. Mm-hmm. I think they've shown that they can do that. And then also, too, the rush and the passer, they've been there, and they're making plays when you need them to make plays. I like the uh, rotation that they have right now from a, cer- from a certain standpoint. And Jonathan Hankins, quietly, has been so important to what they want to do. I'm very glad we've had him here to start the season and just not the end of the season, too. I'll give him an A. All right. You're going A. a. I mean, A. A, a-, a- <clears throat> You know, I'm going B. I'm going B uh, on the defensive line. It's just, look, Mozzie Smith, to me, when we drafted him, I I envisioned him having more of an impact early than he's had. The struggles that he had through, you know, his camp and the start of season, I couldn't have anticipated that. Um, I don't think anybody could. Right. It's just, but, but. It's like Osa Digizur is, is a yes. guy that I was high on coming into the season. I wanted to see him have more of an impact. Uh, Gallimore as well. That uh, Chauncey Goldston, mm-hmm. um, Armstrong, Doris Armstrong. That whole rotation I figured would be a lot more dominant than what they are right now. And that's Even all. Hmm? Even Osa Hekma? Even Osa. Even Osa. Osa. And, I, and, and what I see, like I've, he has those splashes where you're like, my God. God, look Just at this kid! It's like he consistency. Yeah, it's, there, that's right? that's that's what I'm talking about, and, and him being one of the guys that I look at as a young leader on that defensive front. So I mean, it's not a C, it's not a D, it's a B. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're passing, you're good, but I just I need to surprised. see. I was surprised by Osa. Yeah, I, I mean, my thing is, I'm looking for as much as we talk about Micah. and the the matchups that he's getting. I would have expected for more guys to be eaten by now. I would expect it for some guys to be really like high up on the sack, Him for uh, tackles for loss column. They're they're high in the pressures, but I also think too, when they're going against these quarterbacks to get the ball out fast, it's it is far more difficult to be that impactful, and that's kind of the mo against the Cowboys at this point. So I, I mean, but I was I was like I said, I was just surprised that you mentioned Osa. Yeah, it's um, it's it's not a thing where where I'm worried about him. It's mm-hmm. like. I expect 97 to be that dude, you know. You wanted him to be dominant. Absolutely. You wanted him to be step up with D-Law, which, by the way, he's having – That's what I was about to say. I think D-Law is maybe having one of the best years of his career, low-key. I mean, have you seen him? Of course. Is he he completely healthy this year? Don't know. Don't know. But I know he's had the back issue, and it seems like it's always bothered him, and he looks like he's – Looks, he looks good. He does. You know? Yeah, him and the, him against the run. I, I've seen the, those flashes where we've needed ninety to be the yeah, merch thirty guy up front, and he's yeah. and he's proved it. I mean, this look, guys, this for me, like, I, hey, this is hanging with the boys, so mm-hmm. there are no correct answers. That's what I mean. I mean, I've seen like to your point, like he's been he's been awesome. He's been everything that we've needed up front. I've just felt as though when I'm going back and watching film and I'm like, man, Micah in these in these double team chipping situations, I want other people to get off more. I, I want other guys to have those be on that trajectory of having 
having double-digit sacks. And just I haven't seen that happen yet. Okay. Last one, then we're going to go to break. Uh, Aisha, this is an interesting one, linebacker. Oh, wow. Um, I would give linebacker a, a C. Okay. A strong C. Strong C, so C plus. Yeah, I mean, I would give them a C. C, solid C. Okay. Yeah, solid C. It's just um, the aggressiveness and the consistency for me um, moving forward. I I think these guys are seeing it, but I just I'm looking for them to attack more, and we got to see a little bit of that this past week um, with Marquise Bell and uh, Damone Clark. But moving forward, I just want them to fill with aggression and to be, you know, their reaction to be to be violent almost sometimes. Like, I'm just, I don't want them catching and kind of waiting for the play to develop. If they see it, I want them to attack it a lot more because I do think this defensive line is working hard. So, for me, I, I would give them a C at this point in juncture. Okay. Okay. Just keeping it real, I'm, I'm going D Woo! in this group. Mm. And I said from the beginning of the season that this is a elite defense. Mm-hmm. What is going to separate them is what they can do in the linebacker room. Mm-hmm. And, Look, Leighton Vander Esch played he, – he was having a, a good season. Um, but just like the, some other guys up front, it, there was inconsistency there. Yeah. I think the injuries that happened to uh, DeMarvin Overshawn, that, that was a critical – That was a big one because I think his contribution as a rookie could have been something you never can depend on. But I'm just saying from where he was right. in the preseason. Um, I think Damone Clark, when I watch him, man, I, I have questions about, you know, whether he's interp- – if he's seeing it, to play with that violent aggression that you're talking about, uh, Aisha, I just feel like, you know, we've been missing that piece in the linebacker room. And I think when we go into the draft this year, that's going to be a, a position that they really look at strong because Marquise Bell is undersized for a linebacker, and teams are going to discover that and run right at him. Yeah. In fairness, you know, Rashawn Evans is a gentleman that plays – with that aggression, with he's a thumper, with that downhill mentality. Um, I wonder if he his temperament kind of changes how that second level feels. Okay. He has that ability. Watched quite a bit of film on him from last year. He also has the ability to rush, and yeah. he's effective as a blitzer when he does it too. So for me, um, and he's a veteran. He's he's a veteran. He's seen it before. He's been around before. And I'm hoping that some of that that mentality that he plays with and that aggressiveness that he plays with rubs off a little bit yeah. on these guys or his influence influences that second level as well. So, All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we got some interesting ones to break down, including your quarterback on Hanging with the Peeps. <laughs> I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop Ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. 
So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. James right here, your 2022 Dallas Cowboys fan of the year. You know how much I love my Cowboys, and I am thrilled to be talking to you about the 2023 Fan of the Year Award presented by Captain Morgan. We're looking for the ultimate Cowboys fan to spice up the game. That means you eat, sleep, and breathe the Dallas Cowboys. If that's you, or if you know someone like me, then go to DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year, and you could win tickets to Super Bowl 58 and so much more. Enter today. Welcome back to the final segment of Hanging with the Peeps. Brought to you each and every day by Jigsaw, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And we are breaking down position groups. Man. And what our grades are for each group. And we so far we've got through offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, and safety. Now, let's you know what, let's just let's just check the last uh defensive position off. This is an interesting one. I'm interested to see what you guys Heck have to say. can go first again. <laughs> you go give me uh, <laughs> The consistency okay. here is going to be go. uh, uh, what I'm interested in your your takes. So the cornerback position. You know, I'm going to be minus here. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be minus here. Okay. Hey, lead the league in interceptions, you know, it's, it's got to mean something. Right. Um I really think that um, Gilmore, he has it without Trayvon Diggs, he's a different player. Mm-hmm. And you saw initially the way that, that that tandem, the way that they played together, it was mm-hmm. offenses were trying to find a weakness and we didn't have any. Now with him out there by himself, they're trying to take him on those drag routes, crossing routes, and expose the old man. But right. you know, I think Dan Quinn is gonna find a better scheme. Uh, for him, but but I think his I think his influence over that group. Um, you were just talking about somebody who hey, who Vashon, uh, yeah, Evans, he, Evans. And, and I I think the same thing is happen happening with him and just his impact and it's contagious to the other guys, mm-hmm. especially for Bland. I think his biggest contribution is the way that he's building Deron Bland up, and so look, that's that's where I'm with him. Okay. But you. Dang it! Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, I would. It's okay go, to have the same answer. I'll probably go B minus two with okay. them, and just how well they've played and how they've adjusted to, you know, not having Trayvon Diggs there. Because yeah. to your point, Heckman, I mean, that's like taking away a part of the, like a whole side of the field, and with the deep overs and stuff like that, that's how, that's how teams are attacking most secondaries now. So I do expect for Dan Quinn to figure out something schematically to help that out. You know, it helps with that. Linebacker play. <laughs> well, that's what, well, well. That's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well. So yeah. Um, Have we yeah. got an update on Trayvon? What do you mean? His, He's out for the year. He was on the sidelines last week, which I thought was a big deal. Is, it was the first yeah, time seeing him. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's had his surgery yet. I you, have no idea. Usually, you don't see guys. That's two players I've seen on the sideline that have what? Well, what? 
you thought could be not career, but season-ending injuries was Aaron Rodgers was on the sideline hey, two uh, weeks. Don't even get after, me started. Don't even get me started. You know, please, and I'm like, please, wait a minute, I don't want to see start, that. Techno, please Trayvon, start. Like, no, I've never seen anything like that. I've never yeah. seen anything like that. And I've I've had some friends that had an Achilles injury, and they were like bedridden almost. They walk, yeah. So they could but walk. He, could but move. even if you're able to walk, Chris, they normally keep them off the sideline just in case. Somebody, Somebody into runs yeah. into him, or they can't get out of the way, or something like that. Don't isn't that the but reason why he was why? on the sidelines pregame? I don't know where he was during the game. I didn't see him down there during the I game. I thought he was on the sideline. He was. Yeah. I seen it. Yeah. He was. He was on the sideline for a lot of the game. I was like, oh, hmm. okay. I'm surprised by that. All right, uh, let's go to offense. This is this will be interesting. Okay, this is a great one because I have no idea where you guys are going to go with cool. this. tight end group. Heck, you go first. I'm going D. Oh, I'm going D minus actually. D minus. D minus. Man, it's tough. Yeah, it is. Why so? Why and, so rough? I agree. Uh, here's, <laughs> you know, is I, it is it based off of what we kind of expected and where we thought they were and what they produced, or is it just the is it all of the above? Mm. All the of the personnel that they have in that group right now. I really had high hopes for, and it's it, all is not lost. I just thought that Ferguson would be more impactful. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen Ferguson and just the opportunities from last season that he had. I thought that he had way more wiggle, and I thought he was more sure-handed mm-hmm. than than he was. And then you have Luke Schoonmaker, who you go out and, and get second round. You think he's going to have more of an impact? Yeah, blocker, all that's great, you know. But I think for Dak, he's needed. We call it a security blanket, but guy that's in his line of vision when he's rolling out or he's, you know, first guy he sees is the guy in the, in the middle of the field. We just haven't been able to take advantage of that position the way that we did with Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that I thought we would have the upgrade uh, this season. I've been de- definitely disappointed in the tight end group. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to go a D2 with them. Um, even though what they've done in the blocking game has been good, but still uh, – I'm going to push back a little bit with what's your thoughts on Ferg just because I think his usage says his usage to me has been kind of weird too. And so that to me is important. But as far as the tight end group as a whole, hey, yo, if you're looking at film, defenses don't care about your tight end room right now. And that's a problem for your wide receivers. It's a problem for your run game. It's a trickle down effect that people aren't really respecting what your tight ends are doing. They don't look at them as reliable. They seeing the same thing we see and they see the drops. They see all yeah. this. They like, we don't care that you're rolling this guy out here. We don't believe he can make a play. And that's a problem. I've been very disappointed in not only the, the usage of the tight ends and attacking the middle of the field and some of that stuff, but I also, too, from the opportunities they've gotten, they've dropped the ball. They haven't been reliable, and that's – that's something I was not expecting no. going into this season. I think he, I think Dak has what three or four drop t- uh, TDs from the tight ends at this point. So I'm, I need them to step it up because if they're if they don't, defenses are going to still be playing your your off. It makes it so much easier for people to defend your uh, your receivers when your tight ends aren't doing anything that they care about. So I, I would give them a D. Okay, <laughs> uh, running back. Mm. Aisha, you go first. Yeah. Uh, Again, for me, it's shoot. I would give them a, like a C. I'll give them a C, a C minus at that. Like I, for me, I, I don't. The usage has been weird there too. I mean, and we yeah. talked about the offensive line. 
So it's again, it's a machine. So mm. we got to keep that in mind. The offensive line hasn't been cohesive all the way. But for me, it's just the usage of the running backs and then the fact that I mean, where's Rico Dattle? I mean, we're using you're using TP and he's taking the bulk of the touches. But the times that we have seen them kind of collectively use the different running backs, even like in the Jets game where you got screens, you got things to the outside, they're pulling and pinning like that to me to me is using them in different ways. I think that the wide running back room should be based off matchup. What does the matchup call for? How does does this does this team struggle with you attacking the edge? Okay, then I want to see some more Tony and banging on the outside of the edge. I want to see some deuce. But at this point it's like I think they're trying to figure out who's going to be used for what and when and whatever and that's a problem for me. That's a great point. Um uh, but Aisha, I'm going F Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm wow. Going, I'm going F. That's fair. I mean, if you feel that yeah. way, I get you. Yeah. I get you. It I'm hasn't been F. great. Yeah, I'm going F in that room. And, and the thing is, look, um, Tony Pollard has always been a change of pace back to me. And, and I think that's how he made these bones in the, in the NFL. I thought it was a mistake going with Pollard as the 1A um, running back when they let go of Zeke. I thought that would bring in someone else. And I just, look, Rico Dallow, I've seen him, and I don't know if he's one of those guys that you classify as a run-trick one trick pony. He's just a straight ahead kind of guy. I haven't seen any any wiggle from Rico uh, yet. Now, I don't know if it's not there. We just, the, the other part about Tony Pollard to me is I've, he came into the league as a running back that is a better receiver. Have we used him to his best ability as a receiver as well? So, look, his running, his his change of pace running style that I have become accustomed to seeing is changed because he hadn't had that guy that's been pounding the rock in between tackles, and then boom, in comes Tony. He's he's capturing the edges. He's getting those big play yards. Just hadn't seen it, and so I've been disappointed. That's another group that I'm sorely disappointed in. Yeah, the usage. That's, right. that's weird to me. It's been weird to me, too. Okay. Two more. Let's do it. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Heck, man. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to go C in the wide receiver room. Dang, okay. Yeah, C in the wide receiver room. Um, look, I, I wanted to see more from Brandon Cooks. We brought him in, and everybody talks so cliche. We we'll take the top off and all this, man. I just need him to be a playmaker. I need more playmakers. Mm-hmm. That's it. And we haven't had playmakers. Mm-hmm. And guys that could take five yards, eight, go 80. We hadn't had those guys that are beating double coverage. C.D. Lamb has he's gotten the double coverage and you've expected for other guys to do it. And I guess the grade that I'm giving him is based off of Michael Gallup's production as well. So that's another wide receiver that I'm, I want more uh, from him. And so that's, that's my grade. I'm going to tack on to what he's saying. And we're going to go with the same grade. And also too, I also want to see more Kevante Turpin too. Some of this stuff is just the inconsistency from the usage and and the way that these guys are uh, making plays. But I also feel like too, to your point, Michael Gallup, like I've been disappointed in his production. I've been disappointed yeah. in Brandon Cook's production. But a lot of this too is just the way that things are. Yeah, I have to say. All right, yeah, so y'all are pretty aligned so far. Mm. A little discrepancy, but for the most part, all on the same page. Here's here's the to end the show. Mm. Dak Prescott, where you at on him, Heckman, this year? Are you gonna make me go first? Aisha, you want to go first? No. <laughs> Yeah, that I am. Like, no, I'm going to go. For, you know what? I'll go and, and I'm going to go B minus. I'm going to okay. go B minus with, with Dak. I think this, uh, him and Mike McCarthy are tied at the hip 
on this offense, and they're trying to figure some things out that help him. Uh, and 175 passes, and 125 of them are when he's had mo- he hadn't had any motion, any play action, or anything. And I think that limits him as a quarterback. Defenses are not fooled by that, and they they want for Dak to be to think, "Hey, I'm gonna sit back here and just throw the ball." So I, I'm sure that that's something strategically that Mike McCarthy is going with. That they're going to have to add more motion yep. uh, to this offense to benefit what Dak is doing, especially now that Dak has is showing I will run the ball on you. Mm-hmm. So um, that bringing that aspect of the offense together, and I think the running game that I rated as a C is going to help him if it gets to a B or an A. When you get Tony Pollard, Rico Dowd on those guys running downhill, getting those 150, you know, almost 200-yard games, I think the passing game becomes that much more easy. So I'm going B with him. B minus. Yeah. B minus. Yeah. What about you? I go. I would go B minus. All things considered, and them trying to figure out this offense. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the lack of motion and stuff. My homeboy Skywalker still says it's a lack of conflict right now, and that's that's a big deal. Is you they're playing a lot of teams straight up on the offense right now, and it's like yo, <laughs> nobody does that anymore. It's not. Yeah. That's not. There's not that many teams who can do that. You're not a Philly can do that. They can just play you straight up because they can win the line of scrimmage. For me, to your point, um, him sprinkling in running the ball this. Past past last week is I think a good healthy start to be moving in that direction to put that on film and get some respect for these defenses because they pressing you because they don't care. Man, I, I would I would quote something that a homeboy said, but that would end the show. Wait. <laughs> no, I mean, I gotta, end, no, I'm not gonna do <laughs> When you say end, you mean <laughs> off air? <laughs> yeah, it would end it would end us. No more <laughs> with the boys after this. <laughs> with or without that we're at the end anyway. So Man, this was fun, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Hang it. Yes. Come back anytime. We will be here (laughs) 1 o'clock. What what? I'm laughing at it. Hit the the collar. Hit the collar. (laughs) Get him. Get him. Get him. (laughs) Chris, thanks for keeping us on the air. Heck, it's been a pleasure. Aisha, great doing a show with you. Hopefully we all work together soon. Absolutely. Um, This was a very mild version of Hanging with the Boys. It was, man. Don't blame us, man. Don't blame us, man. It's good. No calls from legal or HR. We're good. So regular shows tomorrow. Same time, same place. Chris, thanks for keeping us on the air. Jazz, Thanks for keeping Chris company. Brother Will, still don't know what you do anymore, but, you know, yeah. thanks for being around. And we will see you guys tomorrow, same time, same place, on Hanging with the Boys is back. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!